0: this podcast is brought to you by australia's lgbtqia community media organization joy keep joy on air by becoming a member a subscriber or donate head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community
1: bored of too many ads and dull meaningless chat We've got neither. Joy Drive, Smart Fun Radio.
0: The last batch of tickets to Taylor Swift's Melbourne and Sydney shows have sold out ahead of her arrival later this week. And this comes on top of a Ticket Tech hack resulting in thousands of fans fearing that their tickets have been scammed or subject to fraud just days before the first concert. It's fair to say that the country is in Taylor Swift Meltdown pending her arrival. Someone who I know will be in Taylor Swift Meltdown is Kate Patterson. She's a fan studies expert from RMIT she's doing her PhD on Taylor Swift. Kate, great to chat with you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Are you in Meltdown?
1: Look, I uh, have been taking some precautions this week with the tickets. I was screen recording my Ticketek app earlier oh, today to make sure that if for any reason they disappeared, I had a record. Uh, but no, I'm very excited. We've just uh, come off the back of a Taylor Swift conference. So it's really been a big Swifty week for me. <laughs>
0: How did the conference go?
1: It was really great. It was um it got a lot of press in the lead up to it. Everyone was sort of like, Why are a bunch of academics getting together just to talk about Taylor Swift? But I think it really demonstrated just how much she's overtaken the culture right now because we had people from economics backgrounds talking about Taylor, an archaeologist talking about Taylor, music industry, fan studies, you know, she's just got such a widespread appeal um and impact that it was yeah, it was really interesting to be able to sort of deep dive on that level.
0: So many people from such uh multi-disciplinary backgrounds interested in Taylor Swift, have we ever had a, a musician or performer with this much interest before?
1: It's funny, um, a lot of people have been sort of comparing her this week to sort of the Beatlemania that mm. we saw, you know, obviously when the Beatles came down under I think it was in the 60s and I mean it's hard to say, obviously we're in a very different age right now with internet and social media and sort of the, the different ways that I guess we view our pop stars and we consume our music so I think it's pretty incredible that given how much choice we have and how many artists you know, we're lucky enough to have come down to Australia that she's been able to completely mm. just uh, get everybody invested and I think I don't know if we'll see another tour anytime soon that has this level of hype and anticipation around it um so it's it's really interesting to see um you know I feel like she's she's influenced retail she's influenced so many different (laughs) things that um it'll be quite funny when she leaves and uh we don't have that sort of level of uh discussion anymore perhaps
0: what is it that distinguishes her fans and fandom that's uh, different from say other popular artists
1: I think the main thing that fascinates me with Taylor Swift is that she's really had an ongoing relationship with her fans right from the beginning of her career. You know, obviously we talk a lot about the Easter eggs, which is a very fun part of the uh, of the fandom. But I think outside of that, she has always, um, you know, at least pre-COVID, been able to invite fans to her house to listen to the album. She comments on TikTok. She really engages with them on a regular basis. And because of that, The Swifties are so engaged. They're always online. They're always talking about her. They're making outfits. They're doing all of these things because they know that there's a chance that she might see it, which from a kind of fan studies perspective is really interesting just to kind of look at those motivations and look at the different ways that they're participating. But, yeah, I think it comes down to that that connection she has with the fans, both through the music, which obviously we know she's been producing producing a lot of lately, um, and also through that sort of regular engagement with them across different platforms.
0: It's interesting because uh, I know several people of different generations that are Taylor Swift fans, and some of them, I suppose, have sort of gotten onto this cultural phenomenon now, and they're all becoming fans, it's like she's growing exponentially in terms of her fan base. Would that be true?
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think originally there was a perception that Taylor Swift fans were all young girls screaming at concerts, and that was kind of it. But I think as we've seen, particularly over the last three or four years, is she's released music across so many different genres. So you obviously have people that are fans of her country music. You've got fans of the pop music stuff that we know her for as well. But particularly with, I think, Folklore and Evermore, a few people that perhaps weren't as fan, you know, as big fans of that other stuff, we're really surprised by, oh, okay, she can, you know, her songwriting's pretty good and she can do this kind of acoustic indie alternative music as well. And she really has kind of crossed over so many genres. And I think for that, I mean, I always say that there's a Taylor Swift song for everybody, despite what music taste you might have. But I think with that, she has really broadened out her audience base to not just be, you know, the people that grew up with her when she first started some 18 years ago, but people that have just become fans more recently over the last couple of years too.
0: We're talking to Kate. Patterson from RMIT about Taylor Swift. Now, Kate, let's talk about the uh, concert that's coming up uh, this Friday. What? Um, what, what should, let's talk about fan behaviour. Should there be anything that we need to be concerned about?
1: in terms of concerned i think people um, particularly taylor swift fans are very kind of respectful it's kind of considered a very welcoming and safe space um, i'm sure you've seen online the friendship bracelets which have become you yes. know a very big hit in the lead up <laughs> to the eras tour and they're actually you know aside from the the fun sort of crafting aspect to it it's facilitated a really nice way for people to chat to other fans at a concert you know usually you might go along to a concert with your friends or even by yourself and perhaps you're not going to really speak to anyone other than maybe the person you're sitting mm. next to but with these friendship bracelets we're seeing people go, they've made them at home, they've come along, and then it's an opportunity by trading them to kind of have those conversations and meet other people, which I think is really nice, um, sort of added element to this. And then outside of that, I mean, I'm sure we'll see lots of singing along to songs, we've seen lots of outfits being created in the lead up. But other than that, I think people are just really excited for this three hour plus show to finally hit Australia. Now, she has
0: a massive impact on the economy, doesn't she? I mean, I know that there were flights coming in from New Zealand, you know, all over the place from interstate with fans coming to see Taylor Swift. I mean, has anyone measured what the impact is?
1: Yeah, I was. I saw something um, last week that said she's estimated to bring in over a billion dollars oh, wow. to the Victorian economy, um, which is I think a third of what the expected revenue is in any given year, and she's going to do that in a week. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see after the fact. I don't know if there's a way of measuring that per se, but as you said, it's people flying in, it's hotels, it's hospitality, and then also, as we've said, you know, the bead industry, you know, all of the, mm. the costumes people are buying, um, all of these things that kind of surround. Taylor Swift, so many events that have been happening as well um, are bringing a lot of people to Melbourne as we do for you know other big events that we have. But yeah, I think in particular, given she's only doing Melbourne and Sydney, there's a lot more of that kind of interstate and even international travel happening as well.
0: And I've noticed a bit. I don't know if it's just my imagination, but a bit of a buzz happening in the air in the build-up to her arrival. And I just think that's fantastic.
1: I think so too. I think, you know, particularly after the pen- pandemic, mm. as we've started to have these live music experiences again too, it's nice for people to be collectively just excited about something. People are excited to just go and see a pop star. And I think that's wonderful. I think, you know, sometimes that kind of excitement can get dismissed or be seen as kind of frivolous or why do people care about Taylor Swift so much? But I think if it brings people joy and it brings people together, then I think we should be celebrating it. And I think everyone's going to have just a fantastic time this weekend while she's here.
0: I was talking to to my neighbour earlier who's in her uh, 70s and she was saying you know what I feel like Taylor Swift has written a song about me when I listen to them (laughs) that seems to be a common thing isn't it amongst the fans
1: yeah I think in, in her documentary Miss Americana she talks about how she considered her she considers her niche to be that personal storytelling it's something that despite you know whether she's writing a pop song or an acoustic song or whatever it might be is she really tries to draw on her own experiences but also create songs that as we said maybe it's for a heartbreak maybe it's for um you know a sense of confidence like you know there's a there's a lot of different topics that get explored in Taylor Swift's songs and I think yeah a lot of time you do listen and you go oh that 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 hits a little close to home mm. you know <laughs> which is you know it says something wonderful about music and that kind of universal experience um that we all have and so yeah I mean i will be interested to see w- which song it is that your neighbor uh, has a particular affinity for but uh I'll yeah I think that's her. why a lot of people are drawn to her work yeah <laughs> okay it's
0: great to chat with you have fun at the concert and enjoy it and uh, we look forward to chatting to you again after the concert
1: Thank you so much. Big Taylor Swift
0: week. I'm excited. Thanks, Kate. Go and have fun. That's Kate Kate Patterson, fan studies expert from RMIT University. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne. Joy on your digital radio, Radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app, no matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy